Welcome to the Fly Life Podcast. I'm your host, Martin Novak, and let's have a conversation with FPV. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode six of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, before we get into the show tonight, I want to mention that I dropped a new edit. It is just a B-roll edit of a bunch of tiny whoops flying through LED gates and about $500 worth of fireworks at night. It's a pretty cool edit. Jesse Perkins asked me to come down and help film this thing, and he will be dropping a full edit with DVR and everything so you can see what it was like to fly through the fireworks later this week. So make sure to stay tuned in on Tiny Whoop social media and their YouTube, and uh, go check out my edit on the Fly Life Co. YouTube if you haven't. Moving into this episode, uh, for this week's guest, I have Cody Matson on, aka Code Red FPV. I'm sure most of you out there have heard of him, and he used to be the old, I don't know if used to be is the right term, I guess he never said it totally ended, but he was a former host of Quad Talk Podcast, and uh, just a really cool, down-to-earth, loud, nice, like, class clown kind of guy, and I really enjoyed talking to him. We talked about what it was like to chase wingsuit base jumpers in Switzerland and the setups he ran and that whole experience. We talked about his life in auto body days and how he got the code red name and uh, what it's like kind of being a non-vlogger pro FPV freestyle pilot, you know, just not showing his face or talking about the story too much, just posting straight up drone content. So it's a really cool episode. I enjoyed it. Cody's a cool guy and uh, see you guys next week on Wednesday. Interest waned. <laughs> but uh, that being said, what's new, man? You've been flying, dude. I've been I've been flying a lot. You know, just kind of doing my own thing. Not really trying to. Uh, I don't know. I'm not racing, and I'm not really doing a lot of. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just doing a lot of me time, freestyle, chasing people. Like that's really what. Gets me motivated to charge my packs up and get a nice tune is to, uh, to film shit. Like, I'm just kind of over, flipping over trees and stuff, trying to move on to bigger and better things, I guess. Yeah. Outside the, the drone industry. Like, that's what I'm reaching for. Yeah, this, this fucking ecosystem isn't big enough for all of us, you know? Dude, sometimes I just feel like, uh, like, I know I'm a big kid, but I feel like I'm an adult in a kid's locker room sometimes, and I'm just like, fuck. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I am. Like, most of the audience right now, the major, like, population that flies quads is generally a younger crowd. So, it was just kind of like, eh. Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough mark because I feel like if you're really passionate about it and, like, you really love it and you look, like, into the future, it's really easy to, like, take it seriously and, like, focus on something. But then you look at your peers in the same moment and you're like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah, dude, it's, I don't know, I'm just getting older too, you know, like, I'm still kind of... How old are you, uh, if you don't mind me asking? 33. Slight pause, love it. 33, (laughs) yeah, man, like, me and Boslow go back 33, though, that's a long way. I mean, that's like, I mean, to give an insight, the majority of my 6,000 Fly Life followers are between 25 and 35, like a huge percentage. But uh, I feel like Rotoriot's Instagram stats might be slightly different. Yeah, totally. You know, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, 33 is not that yeah. old, but it's <laughs> FPV. That's like, you know, you got kids like Olaf and Alex Vanover and, you know, just 
Minchin yeah. Kim and just Jedis of fucking just hit puberty, haven't had their first sure. beer, but they can run laps. Yeah, man. I mean, I've been doing it in quite a while. I've worked uh, in the industry. I've been in and out of sponsorships. Uh, I've just been around for a while. I just, uh, I don't know. I've kind of always struggled with social media. I don't like to really do it that much, but it's almost a necessity these days to continue doing what I'm doing. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you've been. That's it. You, you've been doing, you know, you you've been doing. So I like from when I started following you, which was probably like just before you started getting into the quad talk days. Your social media game uh-huh. has stepped up, but it's not like vlogging. You know, it's just flight footage, basically. You're like capturing a moment, not capturing like your personality per se. Yeah, you know, like some people say that I need to be more in the videos and everything like that, and they think I'm funny or whatnot, but like, I do like to crack jokes. I'm a humorous guy. I I'll, mean, and if you, you know, haven't like heard have... it, listen to the Code Red, you know, <laughs> that he got the name story. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was brutal, yeah. dude. I mean, usually it's like, oh, that's my gamer tag, but I have a, I I have a, a banner to back up the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll run through it real quick for the Do people it, that man. don't know. Yeah, like, it was a while uh, ago. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it was a long time ago. It was uh, it was probably like nine years ago. I was working at a body shop in Kansas City, and I just figured out how sparkler bombs work. And I guess I can't really tell you how to do that, but anyways, it's a bunch of sparklers. And I made a freaking huge one that was humongous, and... I lit it and it didn't go off. And I was currently at work. Uh, it was like probably like ten thirty in the morning, and the body shop was full effect. Everybody was working. I was like, I'm the socks off this place. Oh, yeah. So it was a little excessive. It didn't quite work right, and I lit it, and nothing happened. So I threw it in the dumpster, went back to work, and it went off like probably 20, 30 minutes later. That's a long time. Uh, while I was in the shop. Yeah, like I was in the shop standing on a car, and the concussion was so loud and so hard, like it shook all the dust off the rafters inside the building. <laughs> it was rough, right? Like it was a big boom. And uh, it fucked the dumpster up. It blew paint cans, uh plastic that we used to cover cars on fire all over the place and when the fire department came because we were right next to a post office uh the fire department came and the owner like everybody went running out of the shop right like everybody took off split they wanted to see what the boom was and then the owner which is still my friend to this day uh, went running out of the door with a big bucket of water, and he goes, we have a code red, god damn it. And, like, uh, the fire department was there saying code red and everything, so it just kind of stuck. So that's how, how I got how long code ago red. Was that? that was probably almost nine years ago. Damn, so, like, way pre-FPV. Way pre-FPV, yeah. So, like... And the other funny thing was I, they knew it was me instantly because everybody else reacted to it, and I didn't miss a beat. Like, <laughs> <You> just... <laughs> I, I just kept sanding. Like, I didn't hear shit. Like, I had no clue what was going on. And I have I was no idea shock. what that is. That's crazy. Dude, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was in such shock that it was so fucking big and unexpected. Uh, 
Yeah, I just didn't move. I just kept standing. I was just sitting there. Everybody else was running around crazy, wondering what's going on, and I didn't flinch. <laughs> yeah, it's like the perfect. I mean, we all like in the last few podcasts we've talked about like FPV names versus real names, and I feel like that's the first real good one, you know, because all the others were like gamer tags and shit. But that's yeah, like, yeah. that's that's a situation that happened that a lot of people yeah. remember. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and like a lot of my friends in Kansas City uh, and people in the body shop industry, uh, they all know me as Code Red, so like it does extend the drone world. (laughs) People called you Code Red before FPV. Yeah, for a long time, yeah, and it was always fun because I had a couple managers that didn't like me at a couple body shops I worked at. And when they'd get on the intercom or whatever, they'd be like, Code Red, come to the front office. And I'd just laugh, you know, it was funny. Was that, uh, was that like your trade career or like your job before yeah. TV was body shops? Yeah, I went to uh, tech school at Nichols Career Center. I did like two years of auto body collision repair. I came out of that, moved to Kansas City, uh, met my... Curl, my, or not my current, but my wife to this day, Brody. I met her. And she's, she was with you through the Code Red story? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she's been, dude, she's been there. She like the whole image. Like, yeah. She's about it. <laughs> yep, because she met me when I just got out of high school, and it was her senior year. And then, uh, yeah, she she stayed in there, like, the whole process. Like, I've worked at body shops. I had my own little custom shop. I went back to work because the city shut me down for having, like, my wall plug-ins a foot too high. Oh, like, dude. We started, my family used to run a restaurant, I feel you. It was like, your stairs are two inches off. Like, Yeah. And, like, I was renting the place, and they wanted to write me tickets for it and stuff. And I was like, I, I'll just shut down. Like, I don't make that much money. <laughs> I can walk away from this. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I'm out. But uh, I went back to work, and... Uh, I did that for a while. I got kind of sick from all the chemicals, like, from doing it for, you know, 12 years or whatever. I went to the doctor. They were like, wow, you have a high level of isocyanates in your blood and your kidney and livers and all this stuff. And that's, like, the hard, harmful, uh, I don't know, whatever product in paint. Yeah. And just being around it so long that I mean, I've 12 years too is much of it. Like, you think about 40 hours a week. The 10,000-hour rule is at five years. So you're like <laughs> Jedi master level of breathing pain. Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, you know, like, so I went to the doctors, and they are like, you know, you can keep doing this, but you'll probably only live, like, eight years. So when I heard that, I was like, but, you know, I can get rid of it. You know, like, I can, you know, if I stop, you know, what are the, will it cure itself or my body heal itself or whatever? They said over time it will, but, you know, majority of them will stay. Uh, but ever since I got that news, I was just kind of like, uh, looking for a way out, right? Yeah. And I was like, uh, this sucks, uh, whatever. I make good money, but it's... I feel like as you get, anything. like, when I was 20, if someone showed me money, I'd do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, when I was 20, uh... I was, like, the head of the body shop or whatever, so it was, like, my music on the radio. I set up the days. Uh, Someone doesn't show up, I call them. Like, yeah, dude, and yeah. it was just, uh, I was a young guy, and I knew how to keep guys motivated, you know? Like, I'd turn up the music. Uh, Stern never but got fair. loud, never got, 
Yeah, exactly, right? And uh, we made good money, and we just jam out and do work, man. We just got it done. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like there's something – I mean, like, body shop and cooking is different, but there's something about creating something with your hands on a daily basis. Like, chemi- yeah, chemical totally. ingestion aside, it's very easy yeah. to feel rewarded when you're, like, creating something that you can see. Totally. And, like, it took, like, paintings totally uh, – you know, it's an art form. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm all about cars, and I, like, track people that have, like, $40,000 paint jobs, and, like, yeah. I know what it takes to do that shit and maintain that shit, and what kind of OCD freak you gotta be to be like, no, we got four <laughs> lights on this quarter panel, and the brush, like, the strokes are going to the right, we need to fix this. Yeah, yeah, totally, man, and it takes, you know, uh, even the production painters, they... They're artists, man, how they can blend panels and stuff. I'm sure you've seen it to where, like, a gold car is going down the road and one door looks brown and the other one looks yellow. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, that's a painter dropping the fucking ball. You know, like. (laughs) That his bachelor party was, like, two nights before and he kind of fucked up. Right. Right. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it's it's an art form and it's hard work. Uh, I do miss it, though. But, like, on my own cars and stuff, like, I just bought, a you know, like, a fairly cheap dodge nitro from like 2100 bucks or something like that and it had a damaged quarter panel and stuff so i drove it home fixed it at my friend's body shop got it looking all brand new and the ac went out after that so i was kind of fucked but it it looks nice (laughs) dude i was dying like yeah you're like i went like i need to be going above 45 miles an hour for this to be enjoyable Yes, and, like, when there was no breeze and traffic was stopped, I was just like, I think you almost do go insane from the heat because you're, like, dripping in, like, 20 minutes of that. You're dehydrated, and you're just sitting there like, Well, and you're just on, like, a bad period. You're just, like, irritable. Yeah, dude, you know, totally you're like, pissy. Fuck, the light was yellow. Go. Like, give me my Yeah, time. totally. Yeah. yeah, totally. And, uh, but it took me, like, I don't know, three couple months to save up that money because it was like $2,800 the evaporator core underneath the dash fucked up the compressor screwed up and then like something else went out so I just got like a whole new thing so it should be good for a while and are you like like I mean you seem pretty handy like you just fix all yourself dude not the AC stuff uh like I have no problem like pulling a like a front end off a car or whatever and putting it back together but Unfortunately, all my tools and stuff that I need is uh, back home. You know, I kind of came down here on a whim. I had a job offer uh, at Voodoo Quads, which was a while ago, kind of back in the beginning of, like, multi-GP and stuff. They used to be, like, a major sponsor of that in stuff. In the bubble so, of uh, FPV. Yeah, in the bubble of FPV, yeah. for sure. It we're was, we're uh, all going to make it. It's going to be great. Yeah, that's when, like, everybody was so stoked and had no idea that it would ever slow down or it was all up. But, uh, you know, it's taken shape. You know, like, uh, like, I think there's still hope. I'm not really doom and glooming it too much, but uh, it's definitely kind of planed out. You know what I mean? I feel you, and I feel like the less weight you put on it, the more you get out of it. Yes. You know, like, I feel like 2016 was the year where people banked on FPV, like, going into 2017. Like, Hawaii Drone Worlds was the real, like, Nationals 2016 was the first semi-fuck-up. Hawaii was the real Mm -hmm. fuck-up. 
And then it kind of <laughs> like besides DRL and multi GP, which were like very well put together and like doing the right things, FPV as a whole kind of started to tank, and people were like, "Oh, I'm quitting my job," and I'm like I'm doing this thing, and like yeah. of those of those people, you know, like you, Sean Taylor, like. I mean, there's a difference between a 19-year-old kid saying, I'm going to quit my job and fly FPV versus <laughs> a 30-year-old guy saying, I'm going to quit my job and fly FPV. And I totally. feel like 2017 was the era where, like, everybody was just living on pipe dreams. And <laughs> it's not unsurprising. Like, every like skateboarding, snowboarding, BMX, every industry has had, like, a bubble with huge amounts of money then it dips down, and then the people that really want to be there surface at the end, and you know, yeah. like the hard work shows, and it levels out. But that bubble was fucking. I mean, I suck that teat. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Like it just. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, like I've. Like I look at I looked at some of like my old Vimeo videos, and like I was posting. Uh, videos like when the blackout frame first came out. Uh, that's like what, 2014? 2014, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I got my first FPV quad almost five years ago. I'm kind of like an old dog. Were you heavy in RC before? Not really. Like when I was at the body shop, mainly I got like remote control cars just to screw with people. Like I thought that aspect like was funny and uh, it kind of turned into racing for a little bit. Uh, I was the guy that just full throttled it though down the straightaway into the wall and that was my race. Like I never really got past. <laughs> you weren't at like, like apexing and race strategy level. You were just like, fuck No, yeah. dude. I was just like, I was like, they don't know it, but I got this fucking crazy modified motor and it's gonna be badass and it was just like wow yeah that was badass you know like it was a 20 foot straightaway and all you needed was like i forget how they rated them but it was like 18 turns something regulated and i was like putting like eight turn motors in there or some shit and just like murdering i don't for know for yeah. seconds yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i wasn't competitive you know it was just like i wanted a hot rod but, uh, yeah, that didn't last very long, but it led into drones and FPV because a guy came and was flying drone in the race, like, trying to film it with the Phantom or something. I don't even remember what it was. It was, like, the first Phantom or Blade 350 yeah. with a GoPro on it, and uh, I was like, this shit sucks. I want to do that. <laughs> and then it was just kind of a spiral. <laughs> Dude, it, a black Dude, hole of money and fun. That's how to describe it. Whatever it did, like, it did. How can I get into it? I'm like two G's up front, eight hours on the internet, and uh, <laughs> you got like six months of fun before you got to like reamp that value. <laughs> right, totally. And like when I first started, it was so crazy because it was so rad just to get your quad to fly straight. Yeah, and there was no right. like there was no rotor riot. There was no there was like just uh-huh. over single digit pilots on YouTube. And if you could, mm-hmm. like, do a split S, like, that was, bruh, you made mm-hmm. it, you know? Like, tuning wasn't even, like, a discussion for him of your quad. Right. It was like, you simply yep. just did it. You just held on tight, man. <laughs> yeah. No one was like, yeah. it's awesome. Like, in 2015, no one was like, you got some vibes going on there. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's changed so much. Like, the technology has changed. Like, it was frustrating for a while because, like... 
it seemed like we were going nowhere because everything that I did, I always had mid-throttle oscillations. I always had this. I always had that. And everybody's like, try this shit. Try this shit. You need to do this. You need to do that. And it fucking drove me insane, dude. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy flying, and I'm not really a trinkety kind of guy. Like, I just got tired of, like, like with race flight or whatever the fuck it is, flight one now. Dude, an update or a flash every day? Are you shitting me? Like, what the fuck is happening? I just, like, I didn't have the patience for that shit. I feel you. So, like, I did the kiss thing, and it flew remarkable for a while, and it would pick up weird shit, and I never was happy with it after, like, the first few flights. It was inconsistent. But, like, the setups that I'm running now, I just, like, I love them. Like, normally... You run beta flight, butterfly... Uh, I run beta flight, man. Uh, I I found Brain FPV on when I was doing Quad Talk podcast, and they gave us a couple giveaways, and I kept one of them to try it out. I was like, damn, this thing's fucking badass. Even though I hooked it up all wrong, like I hard soldered it, dude. Like, <laughs> like th- there's a ribbon cable. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, there was ribbon cables, and I was like. I didn't never use that before in my life. Just can't like, simplify your FPV mind. You're like, I'll just splice yeah, them. Yeah, dude, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I've never used that stupid shit. Like, that looks like it's going to break off. Like, I don't even know what it does. I'm not going to read the instructions. I have no patience or time for this. And it was funny. I was trying to get uh, my RSSI to work, and I sent a picture to Jennifer and Martin, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, how does this work? And it was like a close shot of the bottom of the flight controller with wires just everywhere, rat's nest. And she goes, oh, my goodness, what did you do? You're like, they're like, we need a plug for that. Yeah, she's like, did you not get the ribbon cable? And I was like, this one? You know, like, she's like, yeah, just unsolder everything and plug it in. And it get, and it works. And I was like, oh, shit. Because I was using the Hobbywing ESC. That's fucking... And I was like, what the fuck? Dude, so, I feel like, like you're, like, the fifth person I've known that's been in FPV from, like, 2014 or 2015 that has had a minor issue that they try to solve with a fucking thesis. <laughs> you, you know, yeah, like, dude. like, you're never like, my cam lens is loose. You're like, fuck, I need to dive into my pids right now. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, dude, I'm actually... I used to struggle with that a lot, man. You know, like, uh, loose motors, uh, bent motors, stuff like that. And now, like, after the years of chasing ghost shit that is a loose lens or a loose flight controller or a motor that's loose or bent or... or Anything. Whatever. Anything. It's like, I can pretty much call it by the feel. You know, like, if I'm flying it and I notice something, I'm like... That's a fucking motor, or you like, get that salty yeah. veteran vibe where you just like have yeah, like, that uh, sixth sense. Shit, yeah. <laughs> shit on this. Like the old sailor yeah. vibe where you're like, nah, look at that cloud. The left's gonna, the wind's gonna go west in two hours. All <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Like I need to save that much battery because the wind's blowing that way, and if I turn this way, yeah, I feel like yeah. I missed that transition because I feel like the first half of 2018 was like the barrier to entry and the ease of tuning and problem solving just went down. Mm-hmm. You know, like in 2015, if you had a problem in beta flight, you had like 
motor orientation, filters weren't a concept. <laughs> it could be a UART. Like, you know, like there's just so many issues. And now it's like building an FPV quad for dummies, which for a lot of people that have been into it for a long time is like hard to like like think back and be like, no, like my lens is loose or like I have a bent prop, yeah. you know, where you're like – like, I use this example, and Brandy's going to kill me for it, but, like, I got an iMac, like, two years ago, and it's got the wireless mouse, and it was inverted, and in an FPV mind, I went into the settings and tried to uninvert it versus just rotating the mouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Same thing. Yeah. You know, like, and that's, totally. like, the same concept. Yeah, you're, like, over-functioning it, you know? Yep. Totally, man. And, like, I don't know. Uh... There's just so much hype right now, right? Like, uh, dude, it's like a. T- I don't even it's just know. A t- all- just yeah. So, like, where I'm at, like, I just wanted reliability. I wanted all my quads to function. Like, if I have to fly, I want to know that it's going to perform. Not like plug it in and unplug it three fucking times to see if like no, I just, I just can't roll left at half throttle and it won't desync. Yeah, like, we're good. Otherwise, yeah, 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 yeah. So like all my components that I have right now, I'm just like super stoked on. You know, like my videos clean, my radio, my radio links solid. Yeah, and I feel like From that's that kind of comes with like maturity of FPV because. Like, for the first six months of my flying, I couldn't tell the fucking difference between a great tune and a sure. tune. And, sure. And then there was, like, a period of my time where I sucked the, sucked the hype dick, and I was, like, searching for what could make me better or what could make it better. Uh-huh. And then you get to a point where you're, like, I can feel it my thumbs. I'd rather fly something that's four months old and performs perfectly every time I know what to expect. And I feel like yeah. it's, like, the... The weird senior citizen fucking like, <laughs> oh, club. Fuck. Like I, I, I can like show up to a race or uh, not a race. Let's just like, call it OG and not senior citizen. Yeah, though, yeah, OG. But like you can, like you see a guy and you're like, oh, those are six month old motors. But like his tune sounds great and he's got a smile on his face versus a guy that's like, yeah, this is like the newest setup. But like, I need to finish making sure it should be on D shot six hundred and you know like all the shit. It's been a it's been a crazy ride, and it's cool. I mean, like, on the podcast, luckily, most of the people have been older, but I feel like FPV as a whole now, the majority of it is not these people like us, like the Code Reds, you know, like the Schizos. Like, the majority of it is, like, I got into this Christmas last year. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the older guys, though, like, we just got burnt out, you know, like it's like screaming and shouting up up and down for like, I guess, attention online or whatever. You know, you might do the raddest shit, but like people that don't know you or have never heard of you, they just sometimes they just turn their nose up. And there's a lot of badass pilots out there that, oh. you know, are shredding and doing badass shit and they don't even post videos, you know, like that's one of my favorite things about it. Yeah, you find a dude you that's know, got like, like only an Instagram channel. He's got like 110 followers, but his videos like fucking... Like, he's just throwing down. No one knows about yeah. it. Doesn't care. You're like, yep. wow. Yep. I love that stuff. I'm like, man, that's that's pretty sick, man. They're just doing it because they love it, you know? And uh, that's what it's about. They're kind of trying to resort back to that. <laughs> do you feel like um, – I talked about this with Willard, but do you feel like – like, when I went out flying, when I was getting into it, it was like a novel, carefree fun. And these mm-hmm. days, it's not – 
as carefree and novel, but it's more rewarding as like uh, like watching the footage, caring about it, creating something is not like as like oh fuck, I just did a roll over that like through that gap, like this just made yeah. my day. But it's more rewarding in the sense where you're like, it was a good call to go four point three ratio on that, <laughs> you know, like on that yeah, on that sure. wakeboard shot in your case. Do you sure. do you feel the same way? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like uh, that's just about it, man. Like it's really, I don't really have the motivation much to just go to parks and fly around. Like I've done that so much, uh, it doesn't do it. But if I get a you know a call from a friend to go do something that I think is cool that somebody wants footage of, that's just kind of what I'm all about right now. Uh, I got some pretty cool stuff coming up in the future that I'm excited to you know do. Uh, yeah, just pretty much anything that's an action sport. Yeah, which I like. One of my topics I wanted to cover was your like whole wakeboarding video segment scene. How did you yeah. get? How did you get into it? And I think my favorite wakeboarding video you did, or like the most captivating, was the one where you flew like through the framework of the dock. Like, <laughs> yeah, very, that was fun. Yeah, like that was to me. That's the antidote to vlogging. That is just as engaging sure. to me, but it's not a personality. Like, I'm just like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen? Like, this is hella creative. It's something mm-hmm. different, and uh, it's artistic in a way, but it's just yeah. like, like it's very skateboarding early 90s, you know? Like, it's got that fucking yep. just good vibe. Like, th- these dudes are just doing it because they love it. What what led you to making those kinds of videos versus, like, park session videos? Dude, just uh, uh, overall boredom, really. Like, uh, I got tired of uh, dodging, you know, dog walkers. Like, the places that are close to my house, it's like a constant battle. To go to the park, it's like when I show up, there's like maybe 10 people that have multiple dogs that just like roll up and boom, here is seven crazy ass boxers like pit bulls rottweilers they're all friendly but they're just running crazy around this park and like you're supposed to have your dogs on a leash and shit and they have the balls to yell at me for like flying a drone you know it's like right <laughs> it just gets monotonous so well and i feel like it uh from a pilot standpoint it's hard to really get in the fucking zone yeah, like you totally. can't just go mind to thumbs if you're like, is there a guy with a dog around this tree? You know, you can't just yeah. get that fucking vegetative state where you're <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, right. Like, uh, like the the only times that I really feel really good is when I have one other person uh, with me that's like down to spot, and it's not like that silly game to like race to get a pack in. You know, like. You're setting up your gear. You're getting ready to fly. They're like, Stink, I'm done. I'm going. And it's like, I was just getting ready to plug in, whatever. You know, yeah. like more of a that, session. Yeah, like let's go out and rip. Let's have each other's backs. You know, let's uh, you know, let's make sure we do this shit safe. Uh, yeah, because I mean, I feel like as you get into the hobby more too, you realize the gravity of the situation, and it's like, for the most part, FPV is going to go under the radar. But it'd be real uh, easy to be on CNN if you fucked up hard. Oh, totally. You know? Totally. And I yeah. feel like a lot of noobs, uh, not, I mean, not a lot, I guess. Like, most people that get into this, 
care enough to like know about it. But like, there's some people that do some shit where like diving buildings, like, and I'm all about diving buildings, but like, <laughs> show me that you did it like on Christmas Day or like, you know, like yeah. took some sort of fucking effort for safety and made sure it was proper, like, and I'll be with it. But there's a lot of, you know, like, FPV is not as skill-based as, like, freestyle motocross. You can't see a dude doing a backflip on a dirt bike and go do it. But on in an FPV quad, if you got money, you can just go yeah. try it, you know? Yeah, least. for sure. And for, uh, sure. for the FAA, we're, they're going to see us all as a pool, whether that dude's a douche or not. And as you get further yeah. into FPV, I, like, for me... Like, going back to the, I can't get in the zone. Like, now if there's, like, a dog walker or, like, I'm flying in my backyard and my neighbor's out, I'm like, fuck it. You know, like, I don't, I'll just wait, you know. Like, he can finish barbecuing mm-hmm. his chicken or, like, I'll wait for that dog walker to leave the park. But three years ago, for me, like, I would have been one of those dudes that kind of sucked at it and, like, tried to do more than I could. But back then, it wasn't that important, you know. Like, people... Nobody knew where an FPV quad was in, like, late 2015. <laughs> Dude, I remember those days, like, I used to fucking get a kick out of just scaring people. Like, I'd put hella bright lights on a 2AV400 and send it over a campground, and as soon as I got it lined up with the tent that I knew my friends were staying in, I'd flip the switch, and they'd come outside, you know? And it was just, like, I enjoyed, like... Spooking people with them a little bit, I guess. Yeah, right? now they're like terrorists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, I was fortunate enough to make the Kansas City News. I was flying, uh, it was a Q, it was a Blade QAV 350, whatever the fuck they are, uh, like shaky rubber little things hanging on the bottom of it for a GoPro. But we just stuck blue LED lights all over it and we we're just flying at a park. Uh, kind of, kind of by downtown, just going up and down, not even going high or anything. And I had it up in the air, and my friend goes, "Dude, look at we're on the news." And like they had these little briefing, like little pop up things on the Facebook feed. It was like strange blue lights reported in downtown Kansas City, and it was people driving by on the highway taking video of my fucking drone going like up and down and sitting there, and it looked huge from the LEDs. That's and I had so no clue. Gee. <laughs> yeah. Do you? That's fucking. What year was that, dude? I don't even know. Like as soon as the shit, I feel like it was like 2013 almost. Like I don't even think I had FPV yet. Just line of sight long... UFO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, uh, but yeah. What. So where where you were mentioning earlier, you moved for Voodoo Quads. What is your original hometown, Kansas City? Yeah, pretty much. I was uh, born in Wyoming. Where at? Uh, uh, Casper. Okay, that's way and, closer to me than where you live now. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I grew up there for a while. Like my dad was like a rodeo coach and a wrestling coach. He was at AC, and then. He, we moved to Minnesota, and then we moved to Missouri, and now I'm in Florida. What was your favorite of all of them? Uh, I really enjoyed Wyoming, honestly. It was just big open spaces. Yeah, like, I was going to say, for FPV, that'd be too. Yeah, like, I that'd went, be a great place. 
Yeah, I went back there a while ago, man, and it was great. It's super windy. Like, you got to catch it just in the right time. It was very windy where I was at, and I managed to fly a little bit, but it was like I had a prototype frame that a guy made, and I had the Sunny Sky motors when they had the magnet issue. Like, magnets were dropping out of the motors, and nobody, like it was like the end of the fucking world. You know, it was crazy because everybody was rocking Sunny Skies. Yeah, I remember, but, uh, I remember those days, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, it was a lot of fun, man. I hope to uh, go back there and, and shred one of these days. I feel like, so Florida, you're from Tampa area? Yeah, yeah, I'm like 10 minutes from Tampa. Yeah, so that's like the epitome of not long range, right? Correct. Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> yeah, and... Like your like trip in early summer of this year uh, to like fly with Skyberries and shit and get some long range training, and then to uh-huh. like go to Switzerland and chase FPV wingsuiters. Like, dude, I feel like you're flying in the wrong area because you you seem kind of natural in the long range mountains. Yeah, dude. Honestly, like I feel totally. Like a different person when I'm in the mountains, man. Because like I kind of grew up uh, going back and forth from like Jackson Hole and stuff like that, and you know hiking up in the mountains, hunting. And now I'm like I'm in a congested city where, uh, you know, it's kind of tight. St. Petersburg is awesome though. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, like I love Colorado, but Florida, like I spend a lot of time in the Daytona Beach area, and like I love Florida. You know, like it's definitely not epic like altitude scenery but florida would probably Uh, be a close second for me of where to live in this country yeah man like uh there's no altitude change here at all that's for sure like and the trees are relatively small (laughs) like fucking like like uh trash dumps are the highest fucking it is it is dude and like when i travel and and there's places that are you know full of hills and and backcountry roads my stomach is just like whoa 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 like i just don't get used to it you know i'm like oh my god this is awesome they're like what is wrong with you and i'm like it's a hill no it's like 250 (laughs) degrees of elevation this is crazy yeah yeah but uh you know uh when I went out to, uh, like, Wyoming with Skyberries and uh, Provo, it was definitely an eye-opening experience to fly with guys that I consider to be veteran long-range pilots, right? Like, Dude, when... Like, to me, they're, like, the... Like, I stopped to, to fly five packs with Provo in June, and I feel like mm-hmm. I learned more in those five packs than I have in, like, six months of flying long-range. Totally, dude. And, uh, like, the current setup that I was going to take to Switzerland did not work, man. And, like, I figured that out. And that's what I needed to do to ensure that I would at least be able to fly what I thought was going to be far enough to have a successful trip, right? Well, and let's talk about that. Like, what was the setup you thought would work? And, well, first off, let's give us the deets. Like, what – I know you you were flying, like, one and a half, two miles out just to get to, like, the record point, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, yeah. It was ridiculous, man. Like when I went uh so with them to the like, ramp. Yeah, That's like so dumb. dude. And there was one jump that was further than that, right? Like it was it was just absolutely crazy. And uh but when I went out to like the Grand Tetons, 
it was pretty awe-inspiring to see how far they comfortably flew. And uh, I was just kind of feeling them, and I had my crossfire set up just like them, but I didn't have the same antenna placement. And I was like, eh. Yeah, in Florida, okay. that, that shit ain't no care. Like, it don't matter. Hell no. Yeah. Hell no, dude. You know, and uh, I sent it, and I was getting, like, low RSSI, you know, low link quality, like, halfway up to where they were going. And were you like, rocking 100 milliwatts, 500 milliwatts? Like, 100. Okay. Yeah. 100. Which, like, in yeah. ideal. Which is fine in the mountains, dude. Like, you yeah. don't even need that much. Like, I think 100 is good for 10 miles in ideal antenna. Like, like you're, you know, like it's a, it's, it gets, it buys you a lot if you take the time. Sure. And like, and the mountains where you're flying up and away, it's so different. Yeah. And like, honestly, I didn't even know one time when I took an Oblivion out, just as like a scouting mission, it was on 25 milliwatt and I didn't realize that it was low until, I don't know, man, probably like a good mile out. And I was like, man, the video signal seems a little bit weak. I wonder if my antenna is untwisted or something like that. I wonder if I'm 550 milliwatts off or. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I turned it up, dude. And like, it just kept going. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, it's awesome not having any RF interference for sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a different game because I feel like, like for me, my big pitch has been like, you can actually make it on a five inch way further than you think, but I'm dude, jaded. I'm telling you, dude, it's true. <laughs> yeah, because like, like, uh, like the long range hype right now is like you got to build a six or seven inch rig. You got to be building this shit. But if you treat your flight out like a chairlift, mm-hmm. and just session the ride back, and it's like your third or fourth pack where you're like. I know I can make it this far. I know my video is good to uh-huh. hear. This is my landmark point. Like, I always fly back in a straight line facing a rock, so if I crash, I can find it. You know, like, you take all those yeah. little kind of teeny steps, you can make it way further on a smaller setup than you think. Yeah. Oh, totally, dude. And, like, like I said before, like, I don't like tuning. So, for me... When I was flying my six inch, when I got up in high altitudes in the mountains, dude, my tune went to shit. Dude, like, yeah. Like, when you get in thin air and you're way up there, like, I don't even know how many feet I was up there. Like, probably like, I didn't even know. Like, that. 10 to 13 in that range. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. And it was crazy. And once you got past a certain threshold, like, the air, the temperature, everything dramatically affects your tune. And, I didn't know what to do because you can tune it up different, really, really sloppy and make it, you know, like... Like, it, it, by, it like, tunes in as you go up in elevation. Like, it, yeah, it and locks like, in. Yeah, and, like, I tried that, and when I was flying up, it consumed so much battery, like, from being inefficient, from a tune being bad. Like, I was like, damn, like, I'm barely cruising and I'm eating up, you know, 10 amps. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm barely keeping this thing afloat, not really gaining ground, but I'm just eating the power up. Yeah. And uh, I got it dialed into where I thought it'd be good, and it would cruise up, and then it would go to shit, you know, at the top of the mountain. So, I mean, it was just like, fuck. This is just it's totally a curveball for my experience, right? Like, I didn't even experience that. And it's like an you know, extreme of the experience, right? Because you're trying to milk milliamps to the point where you're like, my tune's inefficient. At this elevation, like yeah, totally. 
And I feel like it's <laughs> like for me living in Colorado, it's something that's always been overlooked. But like we fly a lot of spots where we take off flying at one elevation and we're going to be cresting a cliff 2,000 feet higher. And I noticed mm-hmm. a tune difference in that 2,000 feet, you know, like I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck, when I crested that cliff and the wind blew off it, I should have had more eye. But yeah. when I'm down here by the river that I took off from, I have plenty of eye. And it, like, look, luckily these days, like predictive filters and all that shit are really helping a lot. But I feel that struggle because, dude, that's a lot of, like, if you, that's a lot of elevation, man. Like if you're like if you're in Switzerland flying fucking two miles out, I know it's not like Rocky Mountain elevation, but all the other mountains, like especially especially the Alps, are very dramatic. So you go from like nine thousand feet to like twenty like twelve thousand five hundred feet in like less than a quarter mile span. Yeah, you know. So it's dude, like, all right. You know, like the way that it worked was so crazy, right? Like. I knew that I was going to be working with Red Bull, and I was super stoked, and they didn't, like, have – they didn't tell me what it was going to be, and, and uh, like, they told me that I was going to go to Switzerland. I was like, okay, you know, what's it going to be, and they still didn't I'm not really going to say me. no, but I would like to know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, what's up? And they were like, well, you're going to go work with uh, the Red Bull Air Force, and, you know, like – Sean or uh, uh, John D. Miles Miles uh, Jesus Miles above, you know, like uh, it was. I didn't really understand who I was working with, right? Like I was just like, okay, I've never really heard of these guys. I've seen wing suits, but I've never like dug into the personalities that do this, right? <laughs> so I didn't really have. I wasn't starstruck. You know, like I was like you never met these cool. people. Like it's all new, right? Yeah, like all the all the athletes. It was all new. Like I was in contact with like the producers and the guys that do uh, you know content creation with Red Bull for a while. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're just like, yeah, we got a project for you. You're going for it, and I went. Uh, I knew that it was going to be long range, so I knew that it was going to push my year to the absolute fullest so from fucking florida bro like are you kidding yeah me, dude? like <laughs> it's like yeah, hey you're gonna like, be flying down a beach versus climb everest <laughs> yeah and you know like when i went it was this is how it happened man i got out of the car at the lz which is the landing zone where these guys are gonna land so i'm at the lz the car drops me off uh they're like uh uh, John was like, look, man, this is where you need to meet us. It's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11th peak, 200 yards from the top. We're going to be there in 35 minutes. That was the, that was it. Like, that, that was your, like, lot. that was your orientation on the situation. Yeah, dude, like, I don't have fucking GPS. This isn't a fucking phantom. Like, yeah. you told me, like, it's I thought that, yeah, dude, I, and, they kind of changed up last minute from using slower suits to faster ones. So, like, I was kind of geared for suits that could go anywhere between 75 to 100 miles an hour. Okay. Well, the suits that they had are just hauling ass balls out suits. So, like, they're dropping. They were like 120. Like, what do those suits go? Like 130, something like that? Yeah, dude. And, like, uh, so. Like, they're kind of filling me in on this, and I was like, yeah, you know, like, I really have no idea how this is going to go. 
the first time was so crazy, dude. So I made it, right? Like, I got there. I I used my blue. <laughs> on, on the stakes, like, two <sighs> miles away, you're probably like, oh, like... Dude, I was like, I didn't even know this was possible. I was like, oh my god, this is fucking funny, you know? Like, this is insane. Like, these mountains are gorgeous. And, like, you know, I was kind of in awe. I can't even see myself. (laughs) Dude, I didn't even get to that yet. (laughs) But, like, we're in this tiny town in a parking lot. Like, that's where these dudes are going to land. And I send it. And I sent my Oblivion with a 1300 4S maintaining minimal throttle to keep me going in that direction. So essentially I popped it up, angled it in that direction, and would just let go of the sticks. Yeah, because cheerlift, the more, bro. Cheerlift. Yeah, like every little tiny correction you do is two costing amps. you. Yeah, right dude, it's ridiculous. One stick move, yeah. two amps gone. Yeah. Yep. So like working the amps. And you <laughs> on an oblivion, oblivion too. Yeah, I managed to work it all the way there. I found the exit, and I was like, holy shit, I made it. Like, I can't even believe I have radio link. Like, I can't believe I have video. Like, this is insane. This is... <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, this is totally a mind fuck right now. So I beat it back, and I barely make it back. And the setup that I chose to go with was uh, the Rebel Ruckus on, uh, what the fuck are these things? These are 1,800 kV, right, on 6S 2200 long-range packs with the GoPro. And I just did the same thing, right? I'm watching the maw count, uh, you know, the amperage when I'm cruising up there. And I made it back to the the exit where they're going to jump from uh, and was able to sit there and wait for them or whatever. And I had no idea what to expect. You know, like, I was like, oh, my God. So I get up there, and I wasn't thinking. I was just still excited that my shit made it that far, right? At that point, I was like, wow, this is incredible. And I was like, that was like a long bus ride because it had a really nice tune. And like I said, I just kind of popped it up and let it ride. And it took, like, probably four or five minutes to get where I wanted to go. And that's forever if Mini Quad World, you know, like... Mini Quad World, four or five minutes is like watching the Titanic. (laughs) Dude, it was. (laughs) And, like, it was so funny because, like, my brain was telling me, just punch it, dumbass, get there. And then my logical side was like, no, because you're going to, you know... No, we're riding the bus. We're, like, we're we're commuting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm cruising up there, and I found them, and they're getting ready, and I didn't really feel comfortable. I felt like it was a 24-hour bus ride. I was like, I need to get out of this mug and stretch my legs, so I circled them, and I, like, when I saw them on the mountains, I crept in real low, and then right before, like, I hit the cliff, I just powered up wide and came up above them, just wah, and I started doing, like, circles around them and shit, and, and dude, it scared the fuck out of them. Right? And, like, there's no communication between us. Yeah, that was the second so, thing I was going to ask. Is you have a radio link and B, it's, not yet. it's your quad, but these dudes' lives. Totally, dude. Like, different, uh, different playing field. It was definitely uh, kind of tough to keep. No, it wasn't tough, but, like, the reality hit me after the first jump, you know. Like, can you hear those fucking dogs? Yeah, uh, I can't barely, but 
I mean, okay, I hit vapes well, and smoke bowls all day, so that's, like, the least of our worries. All right, I was going to say, because, like, my neighbors have these fucking retarded dogs that go crazy out here, so... Uh, You're good, man. But, yeah, my anyways, like... My roommate's IKEA furniture together in the next room. <laughs> cool, okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and, like, we didn't have established communication. We didn't really have a game plan, right? It was just, like, meet us there. They just assumed... So you would, like, like they would tell you, I have, like, I'm 35 minutes out... You would at 30 minutes or whatever take off, spend your four to five minute commute, and then just loiter <laughs> waiting for takeoff. Yeah, just, you know, like usually they're pretty and quick you're with like it once they put the suits on. A mile and a half, two miles out from your FPV body, as I like to call it. Yeah, because like you're out of ear, like earshot, right? Oh, dude, uh, that's the weirdest FPV <laughs> Like getting out of ear, or like. Even before you get out of earshot, the first time you hear a quad punch out like three quarters of miles out, and it's like a like a second delay, you're like, "Oh, this is weird, <laughs> man." And then once yeah. you're like fully out of earshot, it's like sensory deprivation tank. Yep, totally. And uh, you know, like the nerves when you're like sitting there watching your battery go to less than half, right? And uh. You're watching your battery drain, and they're getting ready to jump, and you're just sitting there like, fucking go, 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 fucking go. Well, the first time they jumped, dude, like, I was on them probably the closest that I got that whole trip. On that first jump. On the first jump, because I didn't know what to expect, and, like, it worked out perfectly because they all jumped at the same time. There wasn't two guys hanging out. Like, everybody jumped, so, like, I just kind of went with them. But the camera angle on my GoPro was only, like, 30 degrees, right? Mm-hmm. And you are going vertical? So, yeah, I was coming down with them, and I'm powering, and, Well, you like, had to power, like, dropping down to keep up with them. Like, you had to get, dude, like, thrust vector <laughs> negative. Fuck! Yeah, okay, like, with the 1900 or 1800 kV motors on 6S, there was no catching them. Like, there was not a chance in hell you can catch him, right? So I got desperate because I really, really wanted to get that chase footage, and I had one quad set up that could handle 6S, and it had 2,700 KV motors on it, right? Bruh. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I got this shit. Like 2,700 KV motors? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I got this. And it was actually in the shot that Red Bull used when I was up there flying behind him, and like... I got, like, behind them, and I'm hauling ass, and they still continued to pull on me. Like, I'm full throttle 6S, and there's a threshold of physics that I'm fighting, right, that they're cutting through. Yeah. Uh, You know, like, I'm fighting the air, and they're cutting through the air, and the air behind them is dirty, right? Like, if you chase something and you get really close to it, you'll notice. Fuck nuts behind it. Yeah, dude, it's like, and, like, I got close enough to, like, have that dirty air off of them and stuff like that, and it was really, really crazy. And then once they landed, uh... Had you met them before this, or did you meet them after the... Like, did you fly this thing up there, they dropped, and then you met them, or did you, like, shake their hands before it all? Yeah, I mean, like, I got to talk to them a little bit, but, you know, they're they're professional guys, and, like, to to them... I mean, yeah, they're elite athletes, right? They're like, who the fuck is this dude? Like, (laughs) he's got a big... 
You're Black like Bill, <laughs> fucking fuck boy hat or whatever the fuck you want to call it. You guys got and cigarettes? Yeah, dude, I was fucking. It was crazy, and like in Switzerland, they chain smoke like crazy, dude. Like I couldn't believe it, but it was clean as fuck. Like there was no cigarette butts on dude, the ground, and I, everybody was just like. The reason I started smoking was that like my whole family's from Europe, but I took a trip to Europe. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, like, sit down at this bar and have a beer. Like, we all smoke <laughs> cigarettes, you know? It was like, yeah. there's no moral, social debacle about it. Not like Yeah, America. it's not like, ew, the smokers go over there. He's you guys just, are gross. We have a government-funded ad campaign that tells us that's bad. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the other funny thing is, like, I was in the airports, and I was like, holy shit, that's a smoking section. And it was all, like, framed artwork, like, cigarettes will kill you. And it's, like, people smiling at you with no fucking teeth and shit. I was like, wow, that's pretty fucking real. Wow, that's crazy. You got a lighter? (laughs) Yeah, like, (laughs) hey, man, is that a lighter or red? Yeah. Let me me get that. I'm going to grab a beer and take a piss break real quick. Yeah, let's do it, because I want to grab one, too. Yeah, go for it. Uh, going back to the long range FPV excursion, which like, I feel like your Red Bull wingsuit is like one of the rarest thing that's ever happened to this day. You know, like it is Johnny's <laughs> fucking dope. Steel does a thousand videos a month, but no one's ever done that, you know, besides you. Like that's fucking sick. Yeah. You know, like it was, uh, it was an honor, it was a privilege, and it was just really, really rad to work with people that uh, uh, do what I do for real, you know, to use their bodies uh, to experience what I get to strap goggles on my face and do. It's like the, uh, it's like the reality version of VR for FPV. For sure. They live it, man. Like, they're really flying, and they, you know, like, I wasn't real sure what to expect from them, but after hanging out with them for a few days, like, their outlook on life is so positive, and, uh, like, they're motivated people, like, Miles motivated the hell out of me, just, like, he'd wake me up in the morning, man, fucking yelling, you know, like, Cody, it's time to be awesome, we don't have time to be mud, get your ass up, let's go be awesome, and it was like, Boom, we were hitting it, man. You know, like, the sun wasn't coming up. They're, you know, cleaning up their shoes and making sure all my batteries are charged, and we're hitting it, you know. Like, it was it was rad, man. Yeah, I feel like that's... really cool. Yeah. You know, like, FPV is so huge these days, but there's very people that treat it to that level. There's very people that, yeah. like, take it to that seriousness of, like, I'm going to start this FPV day at, like, 5 a.m., you know, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give it my all. And in wingsuit base jumping, you literally can't slouch on shit. Like, no, dude. You got to be a – like you're the I term for life. Yeah, dude, and that was the reality of it, right? Like by the second day, I pretty much figured it out that, uh, you know, even if, if somebody makes a mistake and it's not my fault and they die, I'll be the guy that's blamed for it. You know, like and there was a you, fucking – And even there, if I'm not, I'll be the only dude to witness it in the moment. In HD, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's uh, it's heavy, and like I'm I'm hyper glad you didn't have to deal with it, but that is a weight of that situation. That's a reality. Yeah, man. Like honestly, I was proud of myself the way that I kept my cool. You know, after I got to know the athletes, it was a lot better. Did did that situation make you think more? Like fuck it, it's just a quad. Oh, dude, I'm always like that. Anytime people are in, uh, you know, in my 
camera and like my focus as an athlete or a person doing anything like the quad doesn't mean shit to me, bro. Like it's getting dumped before. I'll disarm it like, by the lake behind a wakeboard or any day before I hit him. Totally, and like uh, that's kind of what has given me the boost is that uh, I I keep it cool, man. Like I don't get the fucking freak out moments, right? That you see. Uh, and I'm sure that a lot of pilots relate to that moment to where it's like your brain disconnects and you're just like, oh, fuck. You like close your eyes. And yeah. It's just like back. no just... mental discipline. Yeah. And like, I do have the ability to like stay focused. It doesn't matter if I'm like skipping down something or like that. Like I don't get excited. I just react. Right? Well, that's what happens when you fucking blow up dumpsters 10 years ago. You're all desensitized to that shit by now. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, I mean. Yeah, and, like, I just feel like I've been there and done that uh, by the feel of my quads. Like, I totally feel connected with it. It sounds crazy, but, like, uh, there is a point to where it's, like, your mind is the machine, right? You develop these strange feelings. I don't even know, like... It's the dojo moment, right, where you you forget you're flying a quad. And, like, for me, it didn't happen until, like, two and a half years in. Yeah. Where there was like a moment where I finally, like, I hit something and my whole body flinched. And there was another time where I flew really close to my own body and I didn't realize it was me. Yeah. And that was yeah. my full disconnect moment where I was like, I feel like this machine is an extension of my body. Yep, totally, man. Totally. And to like, people who are in the know will understand this, but like, you'll feel your spine tingling a little bit. And it's like, you're in it, dude. You're along for the ride. Yeah, you, you know, feel like it down your totally... plums. Like, they just, you know. Yep, it's just, it's, you're connected. <laughs> you're not, that's, you're, that's it's not your body, feeling. but you're still doing like that. <gasps> yep, kind of moment. totally, man. So how do you go from fucking being like the, I do races sometimes, I'm into this hobby, to... I'm in Switzerland chasing Red Bull pilots. Because I feel like you as a pilot in, like, I don't think, like, you don't sell merch or anything, so, like, Code Red's not a brand, but it's definitely, like, an entity in FPV. And I feel like you kind of created it by saying fuck it in a ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah, man, like... How do you go it's... from casually going to races and crushing freestyle to, like, what was the missing link between that and going to switzerland because i feel like like not in a disrespectful way but there's a like you know if i was like a global agent and i looked at fpv like johnny Steele, obviously the highest youtube names would come up first what made you come up in that situation um because i met the right people uh and i was myself right uh and like, when I kind of, like, fell off of racing, it was just the beauty of social media being able to lay low, right? Like, I knew what I wanted. I knew what I wanted to do. Uh, and I just knew that uh, sitting there jumping up and down and rotor riot screaming, look at me, was not something I wanted to do. Uh, and, and I'm tired of... Uh, like, I'm not going to compete with people. I'm so sick and tired of the antics. Uh, it seems like it's just people don't have a fucking clue, dude. Like, there's certain things in FPV 
that require a lot of discipline. Uh, and I don't know, man. I just I'm tired of competing with your bullshit threshold got a little bit thinner. It did, dude. You know, like I've been there, I've done that, I've seen this, and you know, trying to be supportive and helpful and be like a positive thing in the community just didn't work for me. I don't communicate well online. I can't spell worth the fuck, but what I can do is have a one-on-one communication with people, like a personal one, like face-to-face. Uh, there's not many people that I don't vibe with, right? Like, you would have crushed everybody. Right, like I'd have been, I'd have been there, dude. Like, yeah, I'd have been great. And uh, like, but there is people, or there are people out there that still find that to be a quality trait, right? Like, I don't have an ego. I don't have this like. Well, and you don't have a have facade. To... Like, I feel like you've let social media and your fans in on like the dopeness and the shit of FPV, right? Like, there's some totally. FPV pilots that it's like, or like any social media, they just show the best of what they've done. Yeah. Whereas other people, like, really give, like, the, yo, this part of fucking my day really sucks, and this is why, uh-huh. and this is, you know, like, and I feel like uh, you took more of, like, the, the, the genuine route, you know? Yeah, man, like, I mean, I just try to be, you know, real. A lot of people that don't know me or whatever, like, they see, like, the red Nikes, the flat bill hat, and the sweatpants and shit, and they're like, who is this gangster thug, like, whatever. And they just, they don't know that, like, I am a redneck cowboy in disguise living in the city, right? Like, this is this is just, like, simulating to my environment. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure, man, like, as far as the facade goes, like, Dude, I bought four sets of these fucking red Nikes before all that fucking drama went on online. Like, I have no clue that this shit's even going on. And I have a guy in the gas station that told me he should take my red Nikes off. And that he should just take them off my feet, dude. And I was just like, why, dude? You need some shoes? Like, I had no clue what was going on. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't watch I was like, why, dude? I don't know like, what predictive what? filtering is, but do you want it? I don't know. Yeah, I was like... I, <laughs> Okay, like, I got, like, four more pairs. Like, I suppose you could have these, but, like, I probably have athlete's foot, and they probably don't smell good. I don't know. Like, whatever. So, like, I don't know, man. That's just as far as it goes. You know, like, I like the red shoes, the fucking rebel hats. Like, it just fit for me. I don't know. I like it. Well, yeah, and I feel like in terms of fit, like, before you were a sponsored pilot, you, I think before Rebel, I don't know before Rebel, but before TBS, you got on Quad Talk, right? Um, yeah, right about the same time, like, I was on, uh, Team Lumineer, and I was working down at Get FPV. Yeah, I remember that. And, I have a code red um, 3-inch to this day. Yeah, dude, I was just, you know, it's, it's a cool little frame, you know, like, it, uh, it's neat. It's a cool little frame, and, uh, opinions aside about Lumineer, it's a great stair step on a resume. Sure. Sure, yeah. And, you know, like, uh, it just... FPV wasn't my thing, man. They were in the transition from kind of being like uh, Margaritaville, you know, we're cool guys. Well, they they got bought out, didn't they? Yeah, and like I left the day that that deal went through because like they hit us with all this stuff like, 
you know, sponsored pilots are no longer getting free gear and all this stuff. And I was like, look, dude, I work here for peanuts. <laughs> and, yeah, especially, uh, I mean, I'm sure, like, I went from commercial to U- commercial UAV to FPV, and my, it, like, I'm sure it was, like, auto body to, you know, Walmart employee level pay. Dude, totally. And it was fucking funny because, like, when they started to do this transition, somehow I just slid into, like, I kind of felt like I was Tim Nilsson's chumley off of Palm Stars, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just grandfather. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, I just could do no harm. Like, I would fuck shit up ridiculously. Like, no, he's I the black sheep. In the morning. He's cool. We, we, get, we yeah. get community service hours for having him here. <laughs> right, yeah. right? And it was just like, I spoke my mind. I did kind of, you know, what I wanted to do or whatever. And I ended up, like, when they brought new people in, I was stuck in the shipping department, not really in the research and development thing. And uh, I just didn't see that as being kind of what I wanted to do. It was like, Longevity, hey. Yeah. yeah, you know, and, uh, like, Lumineers is a badass company. We still have a working relationship. That's how I got the wakeboarding gig, right? Like, they're their new guy uh, that does their social media marketing. Didn't know anybody. And the employees there obviously knew me uh, and that I could do, you know, the kind of flying that they were used to. And I'd like to give a shout-out to Da Vinci, James, and... Uh, Graham, uh, the guy who builds the ready to flies out there, he took over my position after I left. I used to do all the ready to flies. Yeah, that. that was one of the first posts I saw uh, of yours. Was like your, it was like fourteen code, like builds. I don't know if it was code red builds, but just like in a row, ESCs and motors on onto fourteen frames, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, fleet!" Dude, it was crazy, dude. Like the most frames I ever did was thirty in a week. And, like, that was, like, in the air, flying them, and then, uh, like, that just, like, fried my fucking brain, dude. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to build like, shit. Most people, I was just, like... Most people that have flown FPV to this point haven't built that many quads. I don't know. Like, Lumineer was, like, probably one of the most exciting times of my life, right? It's like Nike and then, FPV. Totally. And, like, I felt like I climbed one of the biggest mountains in... The FPV industry, right? I was like, fuck yeah, I'm like, I'm on my way, motherfuckers. And then I just, yeah, right? And it was just like, dude, it was just, uh, it was just a realization that, you know, like I started to kind of see like the inside workings of how the industry is. Uh, you know, I mean, it's no secret that like, aero, or not aerobot, but what is it, airbot? Like makes you know ninety eight percent eighty flight one everything FPV like they, like they make flight one shit I know that for a fact and I'm a, I know they make a lot of other shit and dude Paul's my homie dude he lives here in Florida and I've known all this stuff right and like I don't like I'm not this big like I'm not gonna spill the fucking beans or whatever but I just silently chuckle to myself when people get in these debates on manufacturing like. It's very no, is- it's very redundant because no matter what shit a manufacturer made, there's very <laughs> few people that will outfly it. Like I've seen yes. great pilots on Kiss, on Betaflight, on Butterflight. Like my top ten favorite pilots are not on one fucking hardware and firmware. 
They're all yep. across the board, and it's really what you make of it. And, like, for me, like, Flight 1 is my jam, and it's not my jam because I think it flies the best. Like, I could build a KISS V2 to compare, and it flew amazing. But for me, it's like I, I know – like, if I have an issue, I, I have the knowledge to solve it faster in a certain sure. software. And sure. I do, like – I like, I fucking – I posted a video of, like, tried this new firmware, love it, didn't even ask a question of social media, and people are like, you made a fucking mistake, like, this is fucking retarded, and then I go to that person's page, and their footage is like, ass, bro, like, <laughs> like don't even get me started, home slice, dude, like, yeah, like, I know all about that, I'm, like, I, like, it's like, I, everybody is entitled to their opinion, and the internet gives everybody a voice. And if someone to me says, like, I had a dude comment that was like, "Kiss is the best because I can read the black box data the fastest, and I need the less eye term on my frame." Like that, I can get behind. You have a reason. Sure. You like learned some knowledge, did some research, and figured out this is the best for you. But if you show me like fucking ass flying, and you're like, "No, this is just the best. I love." like steel johnny whatever it's just like dude no dope pilot in this industry is ever gonna harp on you for what you fly yeah if if your footage is dope you don't need the fucking comment or the section about it no and like that's just like another one of the things you know like there are so many like dude that fucking red bull video got blocked as hate Fucking speech and violent content. What Red Bull video? Just from like uh, the one that I put out of the wingsuit thing on uh, Facebook. Like, are you kidding? In one, me? No, dude. On one on in one day, it had a reach of like sixty three k, and I was like, holy shit! Like, this is like my first one that is going to catch on. It's gonna, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, dude. I was like, I was like, yeah, son. Like, I got one. Woo! Yeah. yeah, and I fucking, I, you know, like, I went to bed, and I was like, shit, man, like, I wonder what the numbers are going to be like in the morning, because normally, like, you go to bed, you wake up, you might have, like, double of what you had. I was like, shit, 120, this is going to be fucking brutal. And I get on there, and uh, there was two reports that that was violent hate speech content. Two. And so, Out of 67,000. So yeah, and they shut it down, and the Code Red page, like, lost, like, I've never boosted anything, but they took away my privilege to boost and to share, like, uh, not laterally, but, like, I've been on Facebook probation before, I feel you. Yeah, dude, it's just, like, what in the fuck? Like, your algorithms are so whack. Like, they're almost just no, out of sync. That nobody you- at your company watched this with their own eyes. Yeah, and, like, it hurt, like, it it just pissed me off. It was like, okay, so one, like, jealous prick gets to, like, raise their hand and say, I got my feelings hurt, and we're going to fucking stop the flow of this video. I got my feelings hurt for, like, one little pussy. You were even, like, fucking, like, Austrian Alps suck, go fly Swiss Alps. Like, you weren't even on that level of, you know, like. Dude, I didn't do nothing. Like, if you found that offensive, then there, you got a long fucking life ahead of you because you you're not going to be able to watch the Care Bears, yeah. dude. Yeah. You're not even going to be able to watch the Care Bears without crying. Like, get over yourself. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, FPV aside, that's, like, what's wrong with the world right now. 
Dude, the political correctness is just insane. You know, like that PC culture, bro. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, in, yeah in FPV, it's weird because it's based off of like so many other things, right? Like you can have, like you can be a personality and not fly that well and be famous in FPV. And what I always say is like. Dude, if, like, a freestyle motocross, like, uh, uh, rider was, like, really good at social media but couldn't do a backflip, it's not going to happen. Dude, they're all broed out and can't show up, like, exactly, right? Yeah, and, like, and... I mean, I don't want to downplay it because I have a female girlfriend in the hobby, but, like, a lot of female pilots, like, you have great social media skills because you're a chick in a hobby of dudes that probably hang out in a basement after work and solder shit. But yeah. if you think about it in, like, BMX, skating, snowboarding, skiing, anything else, you couldn't pull that kind of shit. You'd have to be good at your skill to be relevant. Yeah. And that's very, yeah, I mean, very overlooked in FPV. Totally. Totally. And, like, that's the thing that's, like, strange to me is, like... Sitting back and looking at it, it's like, okay. Bruh. Do I have to, like, do I have to fucking, like, get tattoos on my face? Do I got to fucking, like, smoke blunts on live chat? Do I got to fucking dye my hair? Like, what do I got to do to get some fucking clicks? Like, but at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? I'm a grown-ass fucking man getting fucking toys all twisted up and getting this weird psychology built up over... Over, like, what I enjoy doing, and the online thing has nothing to do with it. Like, getting it fucking twisted fucked me up, man. Like, I was just like, this doesn't make sense. Like, it was ruining it for me, right? Yeah, you lose lose the genuineness and the fun of it because I feel like you focus on the reaction, like, what you can do. Like, there was, like, six months of my life where I didn't go out and just, like, fly for fun. I went out Mm -hmm. and was like, I need to get this shot. Johnny yeah. Schizo, whatever, put out this video, and like I need to be on that level, and I can't. And like Brandy would get on my case, she'd be like, "Yo, you're not that fun to be around when we go fly. Like you don't talk, you have two headphones in, like you don't, you know, like you're." I lost that fucking just uh, the ness, the sure. the FPV ness of it because I don't care who the fuck you are, like whether you're Jordan Temkin, Steele, mm-hmm. whoever. Three years ago, we were all sitting in a park flying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not some lineage of, like, at four years old, I knew I was going to be a drone pilot. It's like four years ago, this shit didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, who the fuck writes the rules for this shit? That's what I want to know. It's like, who has, like, who is setting the boundaries and the guidelines right now? And it's like, it's I'm scary. not going to sit in the prince. I'm not going to be sitting in the principal's office getting lectured by Barnwell on how I'm fucking up the hobby. Like, dude, the did you see Barnwell's here, last video on Betaflight 3.5? No. Dude, even he said fuck it. <laughs> like, like Barnwell is, has always been super heavy on like black box and empirical data. And even in the 3.5 video, he was like, fuck it. It feels good. I don't care. <laughs> Like, dude, finally, finally. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I feel you like you could, you know, you could dissect the tightness of trucks on a skateboard all day. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, the dude's just going to say this feels better. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know, man. Like, 
Steele and I started out on a weird road. Like, I got a weird vibe from the cat. How long ago? time went on, uh, that would be, like, F3 Expo generation, like me. Well, okay, the, so, like, a, a minute ago. Like, pre-Steel yeah. Subi money days. Yeah, and, like, uh, him and I have hung out quite a bit, man. And, like, honestly, dude... I fucking love that dude. He's fucking, he's legitimate and real. Like, his online persona, you know, might come off arrogant or whatever, but when it comes down to real life, like that one-on-one thing we were talking about earlier, he's a fucking rad dude, man. Like, I really enjoy hanging out with him. Uh, yeah, he's got, I mean, for me personally, cool. he's got my utmost respect because I feel like out of all of us in this, he's monetized FPV the best and the smartest. Sure. You know, like, he's crushed it. And uh, I referenced this on, like, one of my earlier podcasts, but if I had, like, a $110,000 rig to fly and I needed a pilot to do it, like, Steel would be up there on the list. of Like, mm-hmm. like he's a great pilot. Um, style is definitely circumstantial. Like, he's definitely got the skateboard edit, the GoPro is on the skateboard kind of vibe edit. But uh, yep. in terms of piloting skill and, like, selling himself and monetizing his knowledge, like... He's on another level. Like I like totally. I can't disrespect the Drib or any of the Rotorite guys, but like Steele did it for his name, and uh, that's different. Yeah, yeah, man. And like I, I mean, I don't watch every single one of his fucking videos. Like that's crazy. Like I just I just watch the ones that I... relate. Like the title relates to me. Dude, I watched the new GoPro 7 one, and I was like, and Johnny's, and I was like, yeah, I got to get on that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm losing money uh, right now. Are you going to yeah. get a 7? Oh, totally. I already bought it. <laughs> I just got to wait for it. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I, but man, I renewed my Session 5 warranty <clears throat> like 72 hours ago just so I could smash it and trade it in for a 7. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep, I still got a session too, man. Like uh, an older, older session. I was gonna strap it. I just got a wing too, dude. So ah, uh, wing curious, bro. Branching out. Wang. I got a wang. Yeah. It, and it's just sitting there in pieces because, like, I thought P and P was like you add a receiver to a flight controller. I thought that too. Wing. I would be on that page. Yeah, and then I I opened it up. I was like, fuck, this doesn't have a flight controller, like. I thought this thing was fully loaded. <laughs> I thought I just so it's just like in. yeah, yeah, dude. So the servos like actually solder into the receiver, and I didn't even know that was possible. I was like, oh shit, this is weird. All right, it's crazy shit, dude. Uh, Fucking lame. Have you flown it yet? No, it's still sitting in pieces. I haven't put it together yet. Yeah, I'm gonna like, put a Brain FPV flight controller in it with iNav stuff. Yeah, that's like my last frontier is wings, like. I'm super down for wings, but, uh, like, I just haven't seen anything that flies better than a quad, you know? No, they don't. Like, footage-wise, dude, you can't beat it. Like, And for uh, me, like, I, I understand that for every pilot it's different, but for me, the footage is at least half the fun. Dude, the footage is all it's about, right? And I say that as a as somebody that can't, like, render his shit properly to YouTube. So, like, it dude, always looks digital. And... Dude, I'm over it, dude. I don't even give a fuck about it. I just YouTube, did, like, honestly. a four-video. Like, I did, like, ProRes, H.264, different frame rates, like, tried every variation of what I could export, uploading it to YouTube on, like, a private link. And I learned 
Fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally, dude. Like Vimeo all the way. If you want quality, just fucking get a Vimeo account. Like Yeah, you mentioned that earlier. I was going to ask, like, have you seen oh. much return on investment or, like, following on Vimeo versus YouTube? Or is it just a good place to, like, post a video and share it for people to have it? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, honestly, dude, like, uh, for me, YouTube and, like, Vimeo... I'm just documenting my own life, and if you want to take the time to stop by and fucking check out some of the cool shit that I've done, then fine. But essentially, it's for me when I'm old and I can't do this shit to look back on and be like, yeah, look at their kids. This shit was rad. You either put it on my hard drive or put it on here. Yeah, dude, it's just easier. You know, like, I got the HD shit all stored, uh, you know, on a hard drive like you were saying, but... I don't know, man. YouTube just looks like shit, and I'm tired of, like, all the rules and dumbass copywriting and monetizing crap. Like, cool, let's monetize something and get 12 cents at the end of the month, and and then... Yeah, I was listening to the numbers of a YouTuber, and he was like, yeah, I made half a million dollars a month, but I had 200 million views, and I'm like, well, fuck, that's, mm. like... 2,000 times the FPV community as a whole. Dude, totally, right? Yeah, like, you're not tapping into, like, McDonald's Big Mac review market. Like... (laughs) No. Nope. You know, and it... I don't know. Fucking... Fuck YouTube. I like Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Instagram's my fave. Do you, uh... Do you fuck around with the interviews at all? No, man. I never really have, right? Like, when I first... Uh, heard of air reviews it was like this chubby business dude with the bozo the clown haircut running around the f3 expo like saying he'd pay us to put footage on his website like that's what i remember air reviews and uh that's what it's like today if you're a dope pilot <laughs> yeah sure right <laughs> yeah. and like i just uh i just never really bought into it right to me that was like big money forcing their way into an industry without a product, really, like a tangible product you can hold in your hands. So I was just kind of never really into it, and, like, I never really supported them. They never really supported me, so it's just kind of been like, yeah, whatever. I'm I'm not going to, like, take the time to download it to another platform for someone else's benefit, you know, like. Yeah, I feel like the Airviews platform, like, full dis- like I was on the Airviews, like, paid part of the team, but there was, like, some weird shit that happened. The paid part isn't, like, crazy amount, and uh, if you're not on the Airviews payroll, you can't monetize your footage. Like, at right. least, at, like, in FPV, if you have a viral video and you have an FPV channel with non-copyright music, like, you can monetize it. In Airviews, you can... You can't do anything like that ever. Like yeah, but, like, what's it worth, though, right? Like, when I come down to, like... Oh, ego tickles. Ed- That's it. It's all FPV. It's, like, all drone people in a hub, right? So it's all, like, it's more niche than Instagram or anything. It's just, like, ego tickles. That's it. Yeah, right? I just, uh... I don't know. The world doesn't know I just want to do my own shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's the way I feel about it. Like, so many people can be so critical, right? Like, online or what? And at the end of the day, uh, I'm out there doing fucking rad shit, and you're trying to bust my balls over some dumb fucking minute 
bullshit that doesn't matter and you're just sitting behind a computer and I'm doing it. So like Yeah, that's waste, the problem. Keep wasting your time fucking with me, like Yeah. And that's my threshold. It's like if I if somebody ever to- gave me advice and they flew at the same level close to or better than me, I would take it seriously. Like if Sharpoo was like you should do this, I'd be like, okay, I will respect that opinion, you know. But the second you know, it's like fucking a bedroom DJ telling the chain smokers they should trim some bass off their latest track. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're on the wrong yeah. level. Um, but like moving on from that shit. So for you, is FPV a full-time thing? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, uh, I pick up, you know, little jobs here and there. The stuff that I like actually get paid for is, uh, like out of the U S I don't even want to fuck with the FAA or whatever crap they got going on. You know, like, uh, I'm not 107 certified, but everywhere that I've been in the United States, we have a 107 certified pilot on staff. That's that it. I guess I'm covered under some kind of blanket thing that they have. Oh, if they're in the air, so, like I, I work for a commercial UAV company and I've flown flown many commercial UAVs, but if there is a 107 pilot sitting next to me, like I don't have to worry, you know. Yep, and that's just kind of like what I've been doing. Uh, because when I first read over the study material, I was just like, wow, this is kind of irrelevant, right? Like, I go outside, and wow, the wind's blowing. I'm probably not going to fly today, or it's next to an airport. I'm probably not going to fly there. Like, it's just and common if sense I do, to me. Like, if you're pushing it in an FPV quad, you're not 400 feet off the ground. No. You're, <laughs> no. like, four inches off that fucking tree doing a split yeah. ass. You know, like, that's what it's about. Yep, and I don't really see, like, I don't know, like, Team Black Sheep just released a video, and I was just, like, scrolling through the comments, and I was like, man, these people are fucking ridiculous, you know, like, this is obviously, uh, like, a slow cruising fucking video where somebody's being cautious, being, you know, like, probably a long ways out there, and... Like, people are busting their balls. Like, the dive could be better. It could be a better pilot. This was, like, flown in 2016. People are so critical, but, like... But they didn't they have do no I- <laughs> They have no idea, like, like, the range that was flown or what the circumstances were. And they just, like, are so quick to judge or, like... It's, like, honestly, I, I watched it and I'm, like... They're just kind of being responsible as you can be doing crazy shit, you know, like... It's how I feel watching the Steel Atlanta videos. I'm like, dude, he pulled out a fucking oscilloscope and read the RF noise. Like, name me three other pilots that have ever done that at a spot ever, you know? Like, and crashing a mini quad, like, people have done some sketch-ass shit with mini quads, but... Unless you hit a person in the face, like, even if you hit a car, you're not going to do any more damage than, like, a moped or a goose on a plane or, you know, like, it's yeah. it's that media fucking cataclysmic hype that just, like, this is terrorist activities. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, when they first came out, that was the biggest, funniest hype ever is, like, 
what is a drone? Don't call it a drone. Drones kill people. Drones did it. Yeah, there was like that two year, like 2014, 2015. There was like three or four news postings on like CNN of like drones flying over airports. And I remember like those two years going to parks, people were like, fuck no. Like, is that a drone? And then it like changed. People were like, oh, I saw that on ESPN. And my son got one of those. And, you know, like it kind of got a bit more mainstream. But there was definitely that weird part where people were like, what are you trying to do with that thing? I'm trying to look at your tits, lady. Yeah. Like, settle down. Dude, and that was my favorite. I had one person ever fucking tell me, like, are you trying to spy on me with that drone? And I'm like, yeah, I picked the fucking loudest one that flies for two and a half minutes to spy on you with a 35-degree cam angle. Like, yeah. like, they don't get any of that, right? Yeah. Dude, I had a similar circumstance like that. I was, uh, I lived at an apartment that I picked simply for the park that was, like, built in there, right? Like, the little apartment park was, like, FPV paradise. And I'd go out there and fly it, uh, like, around 4, 3.30, 4 o'clock, and this lady would yell crazy shit at me, and I was like, I just dismissed her as, like, a crackhead. I was like, that bitch is fucking hot as shit. She can, whatever, lady. Well, she came down there one day, dude, just raging. She was like, you're trying to look at my tits. Keep that fucking thing away from me. You just want to see these. And I was like, don't flatter yourself, lady. Go back to your hole and watch your fucking TV. And I'm going to sit out here and play with my fucking toy. And, dude, she never came back or said another thing to me, dude. It worked out perfectly. You're like, yeah, my lady is at least 12.2 times hotter than you. It don't flatter yeah, yourself. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. please. Please, bitch. The last thing I want to see, yeah, is I, your fucking. I had one dude, goosey goosey nipples. Yeah, I had one dude yell at me, and he, I was, he was like, "Do you fucking see me?" And I was like, "Yeah, I see you. I'm not flying that close to you." And he never said anything ever again. And then I had one dude, like in a golf course in the winter, we were flying with Christian, uh, the owner of Craft Quads, and uh, this dude fucking starts yelling, but he's not yelling at us. He's yelling at the drone, like as if it could hear. He's like. Get out of here! Get out of here! Like, as if it's like a, like, like a loose dog or something, you know? We're like, dude, we're like a quarter mile away and we're like, yo, this thing is not, like, it's not responding to what you're saying. <laughs> you should have, like, tried to make it act like it, been like, oh, oh. Yeah, okay, like, just, what? like, like, throttle back and shit. But yeah, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what kind of person are you that you're yelling at a drone assuming it's listening to you? <laughs> get out of that here. That would be funny, though. Like, give me that audio. Yeah, get out of here. Don't do that. Dude, yeah. if you could yell back, that would be so funny. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Or, just, or like, playing with it and be like, that thing's a fucking monster while you're, like, holding your Tyrannus. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, dude. So, before the Red Bull shit and stuff like that, for me personally, when I started to really like tune into you was the Quad Talk podcast. Podcast. Mm-hmm. How did that come to be? Because I know, like, obviously, I was on Spun with the the negative side of that, you know, or like the one of the two sides of that. So I get it that like Josh and Kidder left, which I don't really care about. Like, I don't have a two cents on it but like i know trace was trying to do like a multi-podcast or multi-host format and you were like the first host that just like stuck i think (laughs) yeah man like uh 
Honestly, like, I viewed it like this. Uh, <clears throat> I went on the Quad Talk podcast, and that was, like, one of the funnest things I've ever done, right? Like, the initial, like, Code Red interview on Quad Talk. Dude, that's what I found out I've, about how you, like, got your name in the dumpster blow up. <laughs> and, like, I, I, I love that episode. Dude, people say that one absolutely rocked, and, like, I had a good time. You know, like, I had fun talking to Wiz and, and Trace. Uh... And then uh, I remember just, like, Grace and I kind of just kept, a, you know, like, a relationship or whatever. Like, he'd say what's up once in a while, never like, hey, would you come back to the show? Uh, and then I woke up some morning and watched Wiz Wookiee's tirade. And the first thing that came to mind was, Super I don't know TMC. if anybody will remember. Well, yeah, dude, like, there was this movie or video that was released on Facebook or whatever of this guy pretending to be an upset fan of Britney Spears, like crying, saying, leave him alone. And like, that's all I could see when I was watching that. Right. Like if anybody has seen that video, they know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I just felt like something was fucked up because I know Trace, uh, just from like the short time of knowing him, He's, like, he's an emotional guy, right? And he doesn't like being backed in the corner. He wants everybody to be happy. He'll sacrifice, you know, like, whatever uh, to make sure that somebody's happy. And uh, from watching it, I just felt like Wiz wanted to do his own thing. He wanted to split uh, or wanted to take it another direction. And I felt like he just bitched and cried and complained Trace into commission, right? Like, that's the way I felt about it, like, seeing everything. Uh, and I was just like, fuck, man. They just, like, they pretty much just twisted Trace's up to make him say that shit. And then they fucking recorded him and, like, blasted him. And made him look less than what he was, right? Like, and that was irritating to me. Like, that they used, or that he used, social media to exploit, like, a private business thing, which seems to be a fad in the fucking industry to this day. Like, yeah, I feel you. Like, if I if I ever got fired from a job, FPV or non-FPV, I wouldn't talk about it, you know? You know, like, it's not that big of a fucking deal, man. Like, you could have been like, fuck you, peace out, fuck you, Trace, and, like, bitched about it to your fucking homeboys or in private yeah, groups or whatever. But, like, to sit there and blast it one shows, like, that you're trying to justify something that your gut is telling you otherwise. Like, you need the approval of the world to justify your decisions, right? Like... If you're going to get on with emotional shit, you're unsecure about yourself. Like, that was my first thing. I was like, dude, he's fucking, like, by posting this, you've already, like, taken yourself down a notch. And then, like, the recorded conversations came out and all this bullshit. And honestly, it peeved me to see the community, like, jump on Trace and just be like, that fucking guy doesn't fly, he doesn't do shit, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that, and it's like, 
Dude, he does do something. He takes the time to fucking do a podcast, and we're listening to it. Well, yeah, it was and pretty entertaining. Like a sports announcer doesn't play football. No, dude. You like know, he wanted to. It's the like it's he the wanted passion, to fly. Though. Like he, I mean, he had the pat. Like I feel you. I, he had the passion, and uh, dude, and like he went through it, dude. He went to the twenty five percent mark where most people make it to and say fuck this hobby. I just about burnt my fucking house down because everything went up in fucking flames, batteries catching on fire and shit. He didn't have fucking good luck. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he said, fuck it, this isn't for me. And he continued to do the podcast. Uh, the viewership, you know, like, took a huge hit, right? Like, I'd say probably 75% of the community went with Wiz and was like, oh, fuck Trace, he's a douchebag. But... Sitting back and, like, just looking and thinking about the situation, it's this. Fucking Wiz worked at fucking Walmart, told fucking the Waltons or whatever that he wanted a share of the fucking company. They said, get the fuck fuck. This is our platform. And he fucking threw a fit. Like, that's it. You got fucking shit canned and shit didn't go the way you wanted it. And I'm next in line for the fucking gig, and I ain't got nothing better to do, and I'm here. So let's jump in a fucking shitstorm and see what happens. Like, I have, don't even give a shit. You know, like, I was like, cool, I like the platform. I like what you guys created. Yeah, that and, sucks. like, I like Quad Talk for me was my first podcast, and I listened to it, like, up until Junior last episode. I think your Wingsuit episode was the last episode, yeah? Dude, I was so sick. Like, I didn't even get into that with you, man. Like, when I was over in Switzerland, I had a cyst on my fucking tailbone. Oh, my God. And when I got back, I had that fucker removed. And then uh, when I was over there, I got a little bit intoxicated on some Red Bull and vodka and drank glacier water. So I got that weird parasite that you get. GRD or whatever. Yeah, dude, I was so fucking sick. I was done. And then... uh, yeah, I just wasn't in the mood, dude. I was irritable as shit. I didn't feel right. And then finally I went to the doctor and got all that shit fixed. Had a small surgery. Yeah, I feel Fucking like... Insane. Yeah, I mean, there was like a huge... I mean, that was like the most TMZ moment besides Seal leaving a road riot that I can think of in FPV. And for me, like, I was brought on to Spun after that. And, like, for, like I listened to Quad Talk and... You know, like, I really couldn't give a fuck. Like, for me, I understand this whole hobby is probably 100,000 people, so none of us really have the fucking leeway to say, fuck you. Like, we're not big enough yet to where you can function and say fuck you to a lot of other people that matter. Yeah. You can say suck my balls, though. Yeah. (laughs) Well, in in that sense, I feel like you've picked uh, or been chosen by whatever it was, was like the best sponsors. Because, like, Rebel to me is like, you know, I've never, I've never seen a Rebel pilot that didn't deserve respect. And same with TBS. Like, I mean, Trappy's got a fucking agenda that's probably two years further than any of us could see, but he knows what it's about. Sure. Yeah, man, like, I couldn't be more happy within, you know, like, I've been through so many different sponsors and done so many different things with different companies, and I couldn't be happier with uh, the crews that I have behind me now. Uh, They just pretty much 
uh, over the years have known me for me, and they know that I'm not probably not going to do anything that would catch them too off guard. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know, man. I was muzzled for a while, like, uh, with Get FPV. Uh, we had to really kind of, you know. Tone down the good. code redness. Yeah, man, I had to be a really good pilot. You know, like, I tried to be, you know, like a Sean Taylor. But he's a genuine guy. Like, I'm not discrediting Sean Taylor at all. But, like, yeah. the dude doesn't the dude doesn't cuss. He's professional as shit. Like, he is the perfect example, it's right? And like, sure. And, like, he can back it up. And, and he's yoked. Here, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I just... I don't have that mold, man. Like, I have a hard time wearing, uh, like, the collared shirts and, and, uh, like, consciously knowing that I really have to watch my mouth or there's repercussions for it. It's just, like, that's a lot to swallow for me. And I just, it, it wasn't fun. Like, for one, I don't make that kind of money to put on a fucking costume like that, right? Oh, yeah. Like, like not... everybody's got a price, right? Yeah, like I'll be whatever, but I got a threshold in my mind of how many dollars. You yeah, know, if you want, like, that. yeah, like you hit me with enough money, sure, I'll put it on the fucking big shoes and a red nose and yeah, whatever. <laughs> and for the people like the Sean Taylors of the world that are like just that's their that's their norm, like more power to you. Sure, but to me, I see the way I see life is like, how many filters do I have to wear in front of any given person? Sure. Like, my lady gets the least amount of filters, you know, like that's... <laughs> yeah, totally. My friends get the second amount of filters. My mom's pretty high up there. Work professionals yep. are at the end of it. And uh, if your filters end at fucking work professional or, like, you're just a, you know, like, you're G.I.J. fucking Joe, then, like, more power to you. But I feel you, man. Yeah, man, like, just everybody, like... Chase at Rebel, man. He's a totally cool guy. Uh, we vibe perfect. Uh, when I left Lumineer, I was just feeling, like, kind of rebellious, I guess. And, like, I just sent him a message. I was like, dude, I'm kind of feeling like a rebel today. <laughs> you know? And he was like, fuck yeah. And we just kind of, you know, started talking. But I've known him since uh, the first Throne Nationals, right? Like, we've kind of hung out and... Uh, kicked it we've always had fun together behind you know behind the scenes uh and then uh like trappy trappy's cool like i don't have to put on any weird filters or anything like that around trappy he's down to earth kind of have the same views on everything you know uh not just because i'm a team black sheep pilot uh but i just yeah kind of like the Trappy's just yeah, I just legit. Like I had dinner with him at uh, Drone Worlds in Hawaii, and uh, he, like FPV aside, he's like a dude I'd hang out with, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and Jim uh, fan skin. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and uh, like I like to think that I have thick skin, but I don't. You know, like, stupid-ass comments make me think twice. I'm like, why am I wasting time on it? Yeah, you got thick skin, but you don't got, like, China manufacturing law thick skin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, like, yeah, that yeah. shit, I would be like, Fuck! Yeah, like, conquering that hurdle. <laughs> right, right. 
But, uh, and then, like, GemFam, I feel like they've been a solid, you know, in the industry. They're overlooked a lot. You and know, you've like, had them forever, uh, right? Yeah, man. GemFam has been there. Uh, our relationship started back at Voodoo Quads. Uh, they sponsored Voodoo as a team. It was, like, me, McFly, Joel B., uh, and Peshaw. Peshaw. Where the fuck's that dude at? P. Shaw? He, he's always hopping on the interviews shit. Ah, yeah. But he's like, he's midlife, you know. Sure. Ebbs and flows of midlife. Sure. Yeah. Everybody, man. But, yeah, and uh, I just recently picked up Cat X. I'm going to give their cameras a shot. I got a box of those fuckers. Yeah, which, I mean, I was going to say, what about shout-outs? Like, so Cadax, TBS, Rebel, GemFan. Brain FPV, like, Brain FPV has been such a game-changer for me, just, like, the implementation of uh, RSSI, you know, like, actually having an OSD that functioned properly uh, was a big game-changer for me, like, for long-range, it's a complete necessity. It's also a nail-biter, though, man. It's way different than a timer on your radio because you can actually watch your battery drain. Yeah, it's different. I had to make that switch from timer to watching. Yeah, it's like, oh, no. I'm at this spot. It's different. You know, like, I'm not cruising. Yeah. Uh, Real quick before we peace out, what the fuck happened to Omni FPV after the podcast and what happened to the podcast? Is it just you guys all got burnt out and it's over? Because there yeah, wasn't man. any, like, bad vibes. It just, like, one day it wasn't, you know? Yeah, dude. Like, uh, like on a real note, that's what happened is I got uh, with Omni. Uh, he's just a busy dude, man. Him and I are still friends. Uh, if you guys need 3D printed parts, it's called Quad. Uh, what is it called? Quad Concepts. And he 3D prints some badass shit, dude. Like, I've been... Dealing with some 3D printing stuff, and I'm terrible at it. Like, all my stuff is super limp, yeah. or my 3D printer's fucked up. Like, I just broke my SIM card like off, and, like, I needed some process. parts. Bro, like, I don't have time for that shit. So I call up Will Powell, and he dropped off uh, some prints at my house, and I was just like, oh, my God, dude, I should have called you, like, forever ago. I've been totally fucking this shit up. But uh, he's doing good, man. Uh I was like, he's, uh, that's good to hear. Yeah, dude, he's doing good. He's not flying much. Uh, he's got some personal stuff going on with family. I think he's taking care of a family member that's been ill. Like, and the dude's a straight up cowboy. Like, he has horses he takes care of. Like, like straight up full ranch out there where he just like he's the man, man. He's running the show. Fuck yeah! Fucking take care of horses and shit, but he's doing good. Hell yeah, man. But, yeah, as for Quad Talk... Uh, no more ever again. You know, the possibilities there, I can bring it back, but I'm just kind of chilling, man. Like, uh, I've gotten a couple requests, but honestly, like, uh, the decline in support from, like, the community and, like, the drama, I just... I'm burnt out, man. I can't really... Uh, I can't really justify bringing it back quite yet. Uh it's still there, and it's just sitting. It, you know, Trace is busy with his job. He's doing some other podcast work uh, with some music, uh, musicians. 
the photography stuff. He's busy at Harley. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, he just, he thought it would be uh, a lot yeah. different than what it ended up being. It's that bubble, sure. bro. It was that bubble. It was a doozy. Yeah. You got yep. to get that inside baseball long game. Yeah, right? And, like, I felt like people that were listening to the show, when I first started, it was, inter- it was interesting because I was still racing and, like, I was still kind of, like, trying to pursue that. So I had info on the pilots, on who I thought was going to be an up-and-coming racer. But once I fucking threw my hands up and was like, okay, I am sick and tired of getting beat by I just children. Yeah, I'm just going to do my original goal and start focusing on what I want to do and what I think is just fucking rad. Uh, yeah, man, it just, uh, I don't know, it just kind of phased out, man. Yeah, Good. I feel you, man. Such is life, and you can't do shit you don't like for fun, you know? Yeah, and, like, like I want to enjoy flying. Shit, sure, I would... I would do something that maybe I don't love for a certain amount of money, but if I'm going to be doing it in my free time, I better fucking love it. Yeah, man. And honestly, like, that's why we're here. I was hesitant to, like, you know, come on your show. I was like... Yeah, why were you hesitant? Just because you've been laying low or because, like, the my relation to Josh and Kidder or... I don't know. You've always been super nice to me, man. Like, I've... Yeah, and for the record, for my listeners, I hit up Cody in Florida, and he ghosted me when I was visiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was Instagram, though, right? Yeah, which I, like, I mean, I get, like, I'm horrible at communicating on social media, but if someone texts me, I'm, like, locked in, which yeah, you were yeah, like, yeah. yo, here's my number, just fucking text me. Yeah, I forget what I was doing, man, but I was like, fuck. Well, because I remember it was like, Brandy and I were like, we're going to hit up Schizo, <laughs> Code Red, and somebody else and see who wants to hang out. And I was like, yeah, oh, Schizo yeah. said no, but he responded, Cody doesn't even exist. And then, like, I had you <laughs> on the podcast or on Spun, and you were like, that was, oh, that was you. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was the awkward, like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Face reality, dude. I got to face the music, man. I dropped the ball on your ass. Yeah. But I'm glad you're super chill with FPV, especially because I feel like we were both in the middle of a drama that wasn't really ours. Totally. You know, so fuck it, dude. Just go out there and fly and uh, have fun, man. Thanks for doing the show, dude. I really appreciate yeah, it. Dude. And come out to Colorado. I say it to every guest, but... Yeah.